Hello, I'm Con. And I'm Stav. And, and we're we Eddie, Eddie Nucky. You're listening to Radio Karam. listening to How to Make a Living, Being Creative on Radio Karam. Over the past few years, I've always realised on casual jobs to keep me afloat. I have even written a book about it. But now I've cut ties with my main job, which was in the call centre, and decided to take a chance for myself. It was scary and I shed a few tears, but I realised that if I did not do this now, I might never leave and discover my true potential. During the next few weeks, I will share my journey, seeking a more creative path. I'm not sure if I'll be successful, but I sure will have a lot of fun along the way. I'll be exploring a few passion areas like art, drawing, voice acting, and of course, writing. For my fourth episode, I'll be talking about business planning. I've been going through old paperwork from mentors over the past 10 years, and the common theme is, I'm not very strategic. For those with a creative spark, they will understand the need to jump into ideas and make them a reality, no matter how. I get so excited, I have the tendency to bring out the butcher paper and brainstorm like crazy, then sometimes that paper gains dust, or other times I make my idea a reality, like my books, workshops, and any organisation. But when it comes to making money out of these ideas, that's where I fail. As one of my mentors said, there will come a time when I must let everything go. At the end of the day, I must make a living. The idea of letting everything go at first felt painful, but then I thought it's kind of uplifting just to start fresh and let old ideas go. One of my favourite quotes by Eckhart Tolle is, sometimes letting go is an act of far greater power than hanging on. Looking back at all my started business plans, I see the common theme that I give up too easily or I keep pushing and the idea is not gaining traction the way I want it to. Or I have a little bit of success making money, but then there is a great slump after all that enthusiasm is over. You must really have the tenacity to keep going with a business idea or the ability to see what is working and what is not, to decide what are you doing? Is it a hobby or is it a business? I know after interviewing over 51 people for the Entrepreneurs' Generations Apart book, some of these businesses are no longer active or some of these people have changed their businesses to something totally different. When I was trying to follow up some of these business owners, I had to stalk them on LinkedIn, which is a professional social media platform to find out what are they doing now? What are they up to? That's what life is about. Nothing ever remains the same. There will always be changes. 
This time around, I decided to do something different. I approached a person that I admired and asked her what she thought of my idea and if I can test my idea on her to see what works and what doesn't work. She had great insight and offered some great advice. She believed in my idea and it had the ability to gain traction, but I must promote and market my idea well. I also must network with those I want as customers and pitch my idea to them. I think that can be the hardest part, just putting your idea out into the world and hoping someone will want to purchase your product or service. We talked about imposter syndrome, which is that uncomfortable feeling you experience when you think you're unqualified and incompetent. It's when you look around and assume everyone knows what they are doing except for you. And if you do something good, you'll assume your accomplishments are up to good luck. Sometimes I feel that way, even though I have qualifications and the equipment to move forward with my idea. I have that feeling that I'm not professional enough. I must constantly tell myself that I need to fake it before I make it, despite what I've achieved so far. It sounds so silly, but it is so common, even with people who look like they are doing well in life. If you can, ask someone in your community um, to bounce your ideas off. While this idea is in your head is a great start, it's just a beginning to find someone you admire that is in the industry that you're trying to promote your business in. They can often give you great tips and advice to being successful. I think a quote from American professor and author Brene Brown suits this situation. We don't have to do it alone. We were never meant to. I stumbled across a great free program called Global Sisters. Their mission is to enable women to start their own business and achieve financial independence. Global Sisters have an online portal where you can learn from experts and move forward with your business idea. I've managed to go through parts of the program and pick and choose subjects that are most relevant to my idea. It's a great program for those who are thinking about starting a business and have no idea what to do. One exercise that I enjoyed was finding your sweet spot. So you draw these three circles. In circle one, you write what you love. Um, This is typically considered a hobby. Try to use your passion, enthusiasm and self-belief to ensure you charge for your effort. And on the other side of the same circle, write what is likely to be profitable, but may need but you may need to keep building your skills to increase the quality of your offering. In circle two, you write what you know and in the last circle, what people will pay you for. It was a great way to see all my strengths displayed on paper and let out what I need to work on personally. I also had to think of reasons why I wanted to start a business and for me the core reason is to be paid to do what I love and to do well. I have been working in the call centre industry for so long and while I am good at this role my heart just is not into it. 
There comes a time when you must drop everything and just simply follow your heart. Even though most times I do miss the regular fortnightly pay and it's so hard to live off my savings, that's for sure. But um, if you have the chance to believe in yourself and try, that is a powerful thing. If you are interested in Global Sisters, you can visit them at globalsisters.org. It's free to join and I totally recommend this program. Another great place to check out if you're thinking of starting a business is the Business Victoria website. You can join as a member of the online portal and when you join, there are options to put in what type of business structure you are thinking of setting up. In my case, I'll be setting up my business as a sole trader. For those not sure what a sole trader is, it is a self-employed person who owns and runs their business as an individual. The sole trader is legally responsible for all aspects of the business, including debts and losses. What is really interesting, um, if you are registering your business under your own personal name, there is no need to register. <laughs> However, if I wanted to register the business as Bev Wilkinson Consulting, I would need to register the name as consulting is not part of my personal name. The Business Victoria website gives easily to, easy to follow guidelines on how to set up a business and I would highly recommend becoming a member and going through the tasks assigned. This made me think broadly about how I would set up a business with a solid foundation. It's funny, I was talking to my friend and she was talking about how she cleans houses to earn income while starting her coaching business. This uh, made me think that maybe I should become a cleaner so I would not need to rely mainly on my savings to live off. The idea of flexible hours appealed to me and I could still work on getting my business up and running. I told my dad, he was quick to point out my qualifications and experience. He said this was taking a step back from what I could do, which was, to be honest, also on my mind when I decided to apply for work as a cleaner. Um, I had my dad in my head telling me to aim higher, but I also worried about money running out and losing my savings, which overtook all my doubts. I decided that I would do the interview and give it a go. I ended up applying for a job at The Clean Life and Becky Jones, the founder, started talking about the story of how she started the business. While I was sitting there, I found her story quite interesting and forgot I was in an interview for a cleaning position. I decided to change the narrative and ask Becky if I could interview her for the Entrepreneurs Generations Apart podcast here on Radio Karam. Uh, this was not something she expected, but she said yes. I think your passion follows you even when you least expect it, and this was one of these times. My reason for starting a business hit me in the head. I did not move forward in this cleaning role. Uh, another of my short-term money-making ideas was to deliver catalogues in my local area. I had this vision of walking with my dog, Ava, easily delivering brochures into letterboxes. Sure, the payment was only $44 for delivery of 
300 catalogs, but it was $44 more than what I currently have. (laughs) When you don't have much income flowing in, it makes you ache for even the smallest amount of money. Catalogs are delivered on Friday evenings and I was in for a shock when I got home and saw 300 catalogs all lined up on my front doorstep. It does not sound like much, but when you have a variety of catalogs that are really heavy, it can be so overwhelming. Those chemist warehouse catalogs are massive. Oh, I had to grab and drag these catalogs inside and sort them all out. It took me four hours to organize everything and I was so tired afterwards. I could not wait till Tuesday so I can get all these catalogs out of the house. I really had to be strategic about how I would tackle 300 homes in my local area. I had to download an app and I was tracked on a map showing where I was going. I had a mini trolley and in the homes closest to my house. Then I had to drive and do the rest. It was hard work and took me from 9 to 4 p.m. to do all the houses on the map. Uh, While I was walking, I did have a lot of time to reflect on what I was doing while delivering these catalogs and I was grateful it was not raining at the time, just really windy. I never thought some letterboxes could be so interesting. Most letterboxes were simple with a slot for letters and newspapers, while others were so fancy that I even looked them up online. There is this one letterbox called the Parcel Power 2, where you can safely receive letters, parcels and catalogues. Rest assured, no one will steal your catalogues. I remember a few years ago, there was this Ned Kelly letterbox that I would walk past every day in my dog. This letterbox was so much fun to admire and look at. I just loved the creativity and the the spark every time of joy that I looked at it. Now, this Ned Kelly is at my local community garden, making other people smile. I think for now, I'll stick to living off my savings and casual events work. Being in this situation forces me to work hard on launching my idea and that's a good thing. It has also made me think out of the box ideas to make money. Maybe I'll try Facebook market next. Who knows? Thanks for listening to How to Make a Living Being Creative. Join me on my journey at www.bevwilkinson.com.au Cheers till next time. Bye. Hello, I'm Mark Evans from Rose Tattoo and previously ACDC and you're listening to Radio Carom. Stay tuned. Call T-A-D 
to remodel my place Said I wanted it to be that kind of place Knee deep in the Renault Sinking in our fight Other shonky builders Waking me up at night And Adam plays the boss man He listens to the customer Don't you remember He built this kitchen He built this kitchen with T.A.D. We built this kitchen We built this kitchen with T.A.D. We built this kitchen We built this kitchen with T.A.D.